Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are back to talk about the second season of Drop Dead Diva. We already did a recap of the first season. It was so much fun. And we got to talk to, or I got to talk to Josh Berman, the creator uh, and main writer and uh, producer, everything of the show. Uh, And that was super fun to get the behind the scenes of how he came up with the idea and and uh, the episodes and all the casting and so we'll put a link to that interview in the description you definitely want to check that out and uh, they had a drop dead diva marathon on um, uh, for martin luther king day uh the the holiday day they had uh, 10 episodes of the show and so hopefully more and more people are kind of getting introduced to the show because i i've always felt like it was pretty underrated and uh you know it's not the kind of show that would get like a lot of emmys or things like that but it's so well done it's so much fun to watch and uh, so hopefully people are being introduced to it 100 definitely yeah. <laughs> i agree with you like i i have these shows that are like you know are like classics like we always see like you know our golden girls with the Anna Griffin show mama's yeah. like, see all these shows that been in the past are coming like we're seeing like you know being shown to new generations like this show right here definitely is that show that need to be yeah. on the air <laughs> it's i just think a lot of maybe because it was on lifetime it wasn't on one of the networks uh, you know in the in the thousand in the 2000s uh, and so i just think it got missed by a lot of people and, and, and people are hopefully now being introduced to it, but I love the show. And I think the second season is really strong. Oh gosh, we got to talk might be about my favorite. It. Oh gosh. So much. <laughs> <laughs> I, just I like mean, there's, there's very few misses, I think in this season in season like, two from the, from like the, um, the cast from like the special appearances, like mm-hmm. it's all the musical like, numbers that they have. Yeah. Or more than I remembered. I, I'm literally, I feel like I'm rewatching for the first time again. And like, literally, we're going to talk about it, Hallmarkies. We're going to talk about it because you thought that last season was a cliffhanger. <laughs> it's nothing you on this not season. nothing yet. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, let's dive in. We've got 13 episodes to cover. So uh, <laughs> a lot to talk about. Yes. So our first episode I have to say, I, this is to me, one of the weaker episodes of the season, just because I don't feel like the cliffhangers pay off that well. They're kind of just, eh. like, I, I don't think the whole cliffhanger with the husband really pays off that well. And, uh, and some of the other elements, but it starts with a bang. Such a it great is. beginning. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to say like, even though this like was like the weakest episode per se, that f- first, the first <laughs> opening dead on i was like i want hot dog on the stick to see like you know these i was like wait a minute <laughs> yeah yeah uh so it's at the close of last season deb was ready to let go of her past and embrace life as jane but the unexpected arrival of jane's quote-unquote secret husband ethan at her doorstep left her with more questions than ever to make matters worse. Jane may be disbarred after breaching client attorney confidentiality when against and when against the firm's advisement, she reported her client for fraud faced with a new love triangle and the uncertainty of her career. Jane must once again, chart out a new future for herself. It's called would I lie to you this episode? And it starts out with Jane working a hot dog on a stick. (laughs) 
<laughs> the only food that will have me is a food court. <laughs> oh my, yes. I kid you not. You know, gonna have you like a hot dog or get you like the, the cheese one. You know, my drink. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah. Just, like one of my mentees working there and I used you know some free food here and there. But those are those are the times of our lives in like high school, college, any day of the week. Like I'm going to hot dog on a stick. <laughs> Mind you, like, this is funny. This is funny because my one of my friends from high school, she's like, I'm gonna go to the mall, you know, shopping around. I'm gonna go get a hot dog and steak. It was gone. And she was freaking out. She was like, I mean, Freak. I maybe go to the mall once a year. I never go to the mall. I I I I'm more likely to go to like an outdoor shopping center kind of a place than like a mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, partly because I hate the way that when you go to the mall, there are so many of those booths trying to sell you stuff. And just like, I just want to be left alone for my shopping. <laughs> Am I, like, be... I don't, don't want to try no candy right now. No, yeah. Or perfume like... or like lotion or whatever, or cell phones. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't go to the, the, pretty much the only time I go to the mall is if I need to get something from hard, um, from, um, uh, from hard topic hard topic oh hot topic hot hot topic mm-hmm. don't worry hot topic don't worry i go to my source too I go, you know box lunch torrid i might i might go in here for hot you know hot topic yeah. on the blue torrid moon. maybe yes mm-hmm. yeah uh <laughs> but I, but i never go into department stores i mean i can even tell you the last time i went into like a macy's or a, you know a place like that because they just don't have very good plus size sections in those department stores. Mm -hmm. So I just never even go in, never. But anyway, uh, so she's working at the food court and then Paula Abdul saying the truth will set you free. What judge Paula, what was the truth? And (laughs) she's saying, and I, I was, I mean, I remembered vaguely this number, but this number is long. It it was, and it was, mind you, it was like a dream sequence too. So I was sitting here like, I forgot about this scene. This scene, (laughs) but I'm like, how did I forget about this number? It goes for a lot. Like they do a like it's the whole song. It is. I was surprised. I was surprised. Uh, (laughs) uh, So she has a pro bono case with a girl with a large heart. Yes. Uh, She's struggling because she doesn't know if she should take the case because she also has, uh, you know, going through this disbarment thing. Tony is representing her, and I kind of wish that they had kept Tony longer. I really like Tony. We, oh, we got man. And they Tony, had good chemistry. They sure did. We yeah. got to talk about more <laughs> about the episodes, but Tony. <laughs> and I have to say, Tim is probably Tim. I have to say, Kim is probably at her worst on this episode. She is really like she testifies against her. Says that I just assumed you didn't want to eat in front of people. I to punch her in the face i'm yeah. sorry y'all i'm supposed to be doing goodness i'm like off the hook y'all to begin yeah. further in the season kim been off the hook from season one and season two we gotta talk about it more about kim but yeah which is it. interesting because i when i asked josh about kim i said that you could you had to have her be an antagonist but you couldn't have her be like evil like you had to she had to have some warmth and some kind of things and he was pretty like pretty hard on her i thought and I think throughout the rest of the season, you do see more warmth from Kim. It starts rough in this episode, but as she is kind of struggling with dating Parker and some of those things going on, uh, that she might be pregnant, she thinks in a later episode, I, but, uh, so but yeah, much. 
so much we gotta talk about hallmarkies it's just you have to watch these too as we go along with this yeah. but grayson comes in and says yeah. to parker says that uh that uh that you know shakespeare the first thing we do is kill all the lawyers and uh and then she's he says you know she took a bullet for you period yeah yeah uh so then we have both ethan and tony are there and tony gets upset we found out find out that they got married quick because he had leukemia needed insurance and it sounds like this guy really really used jane showed it y'all. yeah yeah so it doesn't really go anywhere that much and uh and but she gets to she tells ethan off she showed and me. uh and then but tony's still upset but um uh, I did like when Jane says, uh, says, she says, I knew Shakespeare. You know, she's so excited. <laughs> I love it when she's like, Deb is excited about these about new found things. Yeah. <laughs> at the same, and at the yeah. same time, she's like, you know, Deb's keeping the secret. Like, you know, she can't tell Grace. And man, Jane has a lot of skeletons in her closet that we do not know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and she's continually learning, which makes sense. Like, uh, especially somebody who seems somewhat isolated, mm-hmm. like Jane. It seems like she pretty much lives. She literally was sleeping at the uh, in her office and uh, that kind of thing. I mean, I that it's she. Funny. It doesn't seem like she had like a whole lot of friends or anybody else that they've introduced. Except for the judge, when she every Thursday. You know, That's they true. Have, yeah, the, the judge match and stuff, but like nothing outside of that. Hmm yeah and uh and then uh we find out that ethan wants a divorce because he's getting married that part yeah and uh we also have in this case with the pacemaker the the question is is that it's experimental it's deemed experimental which is totally a problem that Mm -hmm. you see with all different kinds of things like i had surgery on my eye um twice for uh for strabismus it's called it's a basically a lazy guy situation mm-hmm. i had surgery twice and uh and the insurance covered it at, that i was on at the time and but uh, in order to make the make it so i don't need another uh in, another surgery i had to do this thing called vision therapy and it is for whatever reason deemed experimental and so it's not covered by insurance which is so stupid because uh, covering the uh experimental uh um vision therapy is way cheaper than covering another surgery which is what they would have to do if i didn't have the vision therapy so this happens all the time is that something is for whatever reason viewed as cosmetic or unnecessary or experimental and uh and yet they cover the thing that's way more expensive that if they had just covered the other the other thing then it would they wouldn't need to cover the uh I mean, in this case, she's she's gonna die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then my heart broke because like she gave her mom her her doll, like you know. Oh, just yeah. I, I was like, I should be crying on the first episode, like like no, that, that was just like, <laughs> you know. Yes, and Fred comes back. He comes back. Yes. He's got all of this uh, stuff from around the world. He's got blue, which is the most gross thing. <laughs> <laughs> fermented uh fertilized duck eggs 
<laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> and coming to find out later on, he didn't even go around the world. <laughs> yeah. If you want to uh, listen to a fun episode, uh, Don, our interview with Donna Benedicto, which is one of my all-time favorites, and she uh, she she's Filipino, so she talked about well, she loves craft services in these movies, and if you follow her Instagram or shows. And, uh, and she was talking about the craft services and the food. And uh, anyway, we started talking about Filipino food and blue and everything like that. Blue, <laughs> I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. But anyway, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I actually, to be fair, I have never had it, but so, you know, it doesn't sound know like my taste. Try yeah, I'm, that's I'm fair. Down. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they they end up uh, the, um, they find out the delay in the pacemaker saves this company $20 million. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the little girl collapses and Jane is able to convince them to approve the surgery for, at least for her. And, and then, uh, you find out that Fred got all the stuff from the world market in Hollywood. <laughs> the ghetto. <laughs> really? <laughs> Uh, yeah, love Fred. we still love Fred. Yeah. <laughs> love Fred so much. He's so fun. And, uh, and then, um, Tony says that he wants to slow things down. He's mad at her because of Ethan. And, uh, and then Grayson says this place wouldn't be the same without you. So mm-hmm. she wins and she gets her, um, she's Your not job. disbarred. She's not disbarred. And, yeah, I I think that the cliffhangers were kind of meh. like yeah, they were fun, like more... to be, but they weren't like they weren't as fun as they could have been. Yeah, cause I feel like the cliffhanger from season one to get to season two opener, it was like it wasn't really connecting as strong as I thought it would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so what I... saved it. What saved it was the opening like scene. Of oh the... yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I would give this one six point five. Okay, I got it at a six. Yeah. Okay, next is episode two, Back from the Dead. And it's Jane attempts to put her relationship issues aside when she has to focus on a custody case involving a man who suffered for amnesia for nine years. Meanwhile, Kim and Parker represent a female writer who is suing to retain control of the male persona she created under her pen name jonathan noble so i would say this is a pretty good episode uh you have um you have jane she sees uh there's this declaration of death case she sees deb in court he says i haven't waited for a guy to call me back since eighth grade when i got booze (laughs) terry's like i'm still waiting that was really good and i think um i think that terry's an underrated character i she really is we need to get terry her props like terry yes. is like that backer terry that we need or like that assistant <laughs> margaret cho really funny brings a lot to the role a lot of sass <laughs> uh, and Josh was saying that he might be able to help us that we can interview Margaret, which would be super fun. Yes. Yeah. I would love that. I just love all the tea from her because that <laughs> girl, we need to know, like, this is just everything. Yeah. <laughs> when I liked her, she was in a movie called Fire Island, which is not Hallmark friendly. 
It is very <laughs> R-rated, but I did enjoy it. She was very good in it. Uh, but that was funny. So Chad Lowe is there and he is, uh, he had amnesia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was kind of plane crash. He didn't, he never met his son. And I, you know, we say in these kind of things, I feel like what's wrong with the child having more love. Thank like, you. The problem is, is they don't trust that he won't try to take the child away. That's, that's where the concern is. Mm-hmm. but they both, they all seem like really nice people. And I like, know what, what would be the harm of him, of Daniel is his name being in this child's life and having somebody else that loves them. Yes. And also I wanted, you know, they could tell us though, but like, like the grandmother was present for all those nine years. And then just like, and then one day, like the grandson comes over, like, who is this? Like, that's just your biological father. He has appeared for nine years because of this you know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. what happened, but he's here. I felt as though, yes. But they never, they never did that though. They never no. introduced him, him to, uh, but cause I think, cause they're worried that he's going to try to take them, take him away. So if there was a way to, to reassure them, then yeah. I think that, um, I don't know. It seems and like I think what, fair. I mean, what it was that, that, that was key was that, you know, he didn't want to like, you know, take her take the kid away from the mom it was more like i don't want to get to know my son it wasn't like you yeah. know it wasn't all like i want my rights or i want per, you know, like focus no i just want him to know who i am i know you're a fan like he understood that but i want to know that he did have a biological father you know mm-hmm. you're a family unit that's all yeah so then we have uh the other case is so kim is very mean to all of her assistants <laughs> and so yeah. fred ends up stepping in and working for cam and that's fun that's a fun dynamic oh my goodness yes it was just it was the way it happened which is like i'm all, i'm all looking for a job stacy helped me look for a job with the pink um uh, resumes another dash to legally blonde yeah. by the way i was probably didn't spray it yet <laughs> yeah and so kim and parker are working on this jonathan noble case uh ricky lake uh, has been uh has been writing under this pen name i think her real name was susan mm-hmm. I think but was. the uh the guy has legally changed his name to jonathan noble he's pretending he is jonathan noble and that's a pretty fun i would say pretty fun case i love this case this case was yeah. hilarious it was can we get our kudos to ricky lake because that is my girl like from like watching her from like spray to like the ricky lake show all things she has done like yeah she is that girl <laughs> Yeah, and she looked gorgeous. Yes, and this is like, this. like like this is like late like two thousand going into like two thousand and like ten. Mind you, this is like way before she had um her her, her diagnosis though. But she had um she had lost her hair about two or three like about almost four years ago. So oh, I was, really? I didn't yeah, know that. I'll, I'll follow her on Instagram. I forgot the yeah. diagnosis, but she been still living her life like everything. Did she get remarried? I think like she. Yeah, I haven't she, followed her. But yeah, yeah she's she great life. in this episode. Yes. Great. And uh, and I thought did a good job in the role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh and yeah, we forget because she was like a talk show host for so long, but she started out as an actress. Yes. And she's hairspray and things like that. The original hairspray, not the, the yes, musical. the original, you guys. Original. You have to watch the original before you watch <laughs> the uh, the millennial version of yes. Okay, you guys. And she <laughs> is in the um the remake as well 
Yeah. And I, I was really funny when, um, when Terry says to, uh, says, don't look her in the eye. <laughs> yes. Kim, Kim. Don't look her in the eye. <laughs> We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Uh, but we also have Jane and Stacy both kind of, uh, they're, they're spying on Tony. And Tony's yes. out with it, uh, Alyssa, this woman, Alyssa. And she's like, why haven't you called me back? Like, <laughs> it is kind of rude. Like, why didn't he call her back? Like, well, he's like, let me know, hey, I'm busy with work or something. I'll get back to you. Like, why are guys doing this? Even girls do this too. Like, yeah. <laughs> it turns out it was, a, it was a job opportunity. It was a job interview. And uh, she says, I don't exist well in limbo. And I, I am exactly the okay, same Okay, I didn't know what's going on. Like, it'll be yeah. May or... or- they bring me like ghosts or you're trying to ghost me just let me know <laughs> yeah i am i do not like that uncertainty i would probably have left way more messages than jane <laughs> yeah that, that was three messages she, she, she better than me <laughs> yeah and you can see that parker has like a little bit of a cr- kind of a crush on on uh susan jonathan whatever he's like he's putting on this new tie yes. he's obviously looking really good bring and then articles. and then she says you're using my own stuff my own column you're using it on me <laughs> that's funny <laughs> uh, yeah and uh and so then we have this whole fun number uh where uh where they the so you think you can dance number yes what do you think judge paula abdul <laughs> man paula get her coins this season i swear she was <laughs> yeah <laughs> and jane is uh is dancing with deb yeah and uh, this it's fun and yeah i like when they're able to bring because it, it's such kismet that both of these both jane and deb were both played by brooks mm-hmm. actors names brooks so so funny when they get brooke jersey and 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 uh, Brooke Elliott in for a scene like this and they're dancing and and we find out that it's Deb's birthday yes and Grayson is having this party and he's not inviting Jane because Jane didn't know Deb so you know exactly. it makes sense and then, but today so like what's going on like I guess my, my birthday's coming you didn't tell me we planned like well it's Deb's birthday not your birthday because you just had a birthday <laughs> yeah yeah and so then Susan uh, puts out a blog killing Jonathan Noble mm-hmm. and explaining everything. And, uh, and so that's pretty, pretty fun. Yeah. And she gets her coins at the end of the guys. She gets her coins. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, uh, and then you have Tony waiting in her office and that's when he explains that, uh, that he was there for a job interview and mm-hmm. I don't exist well in limbo. 
and uh, and then we have a whole scene in court where Daniel asks gets to ask questions of his, oh yeah of the wife and uh, and she says I can't risk you breaking his heart the way you hurt mine so um yeah I think I like I said I I think they could hopefully work something out but Daniel's giving up the case he's going with his mother mm-hmm. and uh, and then this is when Kim hires Fred and uh yeah daniel decides to you know to not push it which i i would understand but it's just a shame that they they if that they wouldn't have been able to work it out i know and then on top of that we find out the reason why because it's not the first time it happened Mm. you know that would have killed the case automatically because the mom held the information and then two it's like Mm. they definitely could have worked it out it could have worked out like you know you guys are a family i was presumed dead like they could have worked it out and they could have so maybe could have made an agreement like maybe maybe baby steps or just yeah. be father like you are about the kind like you know how some people um give birth and they have someone to take care of the baby as like adopted but they're still part of that family like it could have been like, yeah, like an open adoption kind yeah, of yeah it's like reverse and it's the male sperm situation yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so then they toast to deb at the end and uh mm-hmm. so yeah this is a fun episode i like yes. both cases i like we get a dancing sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would give this one like an 8.5. Awesome. I'm going to do an eight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then we have episode three, the long road to Napa. And this one is uh, Jane finds herself with two clients when she discovers both are married to the same man. Worse yet, she has trouble distinguishing her personal life in the courtroom when she discovers Tony is representing the Casanova. Kim takes on a custody case involving a baby adoption just as she finds herself with her own baby issues. And Stacy decides to take destiny in her own hands when she invents the next must-have item, the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's an envelope for me. <laughs> so yes, so Vivica Fox is yes. in this one, which you always gotta love that. And she shows up, and it turns out that the husband has a girlfriend, but it turns out it's more than a girlfriend. He, this guy Charles married to two women. Well, starts out just two women. <laughs> yeah, this is. <laughs> This is some Jerry Springer <laughs> stuff, y'all. This yeah. is Jerry Springer. It really was. And David Sutcliffe uh, here playing Charles, which, you know, I love him. He's retired from acting, I think, but I really always like him mm-hmm. in whatever he's in. He was always good, whether it's Gilmore Girls, because that's probably his most famous role, playing True. Christopher on Gilmore Girls. But he's in a bunch of Hallmark movies for a while. Um, and uh, And so there's that era <laughs> yeah. uh but uh then we have kim is there her friend caitlin uh had a adopted baby then the birth mother t- takes the baby back and that's really a tough situation that's very very difficult uh and uh, that's why you definitely have to make sure that you have everything legal uh accounted for everything because it's a very tough situation mm-hmm. the birth mom claims she was in a diminished state because of postpartum depression um which again is another reason why you make sure you have everything all done through yeah. the lawyers everything mm-hmm. uh, and they had kept it an open adoption 
and she had given 20k uh for medical expenses for the birth mother which is not uncommon yeah that would be i think about normal Mm -hmm. for uh, for an adoption you can't literally pay for you can't pay for people that's not how it works but you can help with medical expenses and things like that it kind of me like well that's not like it's not like the movie the you know baby mama though but it's just like you know like helping out with like expenses like you know your you know the check situation yeah hospital bills yeah but yeah this but this is kind of like a great eye opener to like adoption either open the clothes and what can happen because it's one thing you know like nurses still and babies for their own like you know people coming in like i'm thinking of a baby from the hospital it's another one you like an adopted parent and like the person who bothers the parent wants it back and you just yeah this is yeah it's a tough situation when that happens really hard uh and uh and uh it's hard for jane because she says i should be married to grayson and then be having his babies and oh she well because she finds out that fred tells her that kim might be pregnant with grayson's baby girl so the, way, that the way the way he found out because he was all he was all <laughs> yeah he was being his grayson yeah he uh, <laughs> girl being uh, grayson and just like <sighs> yeah. i do i don't think that kim and grayson have any chemistry at all no they were it was like basically it was like he was like grayson was so over like deb's death he needed to someone to you know to get his urges out because he just you know maybe he's just sexually flustered and needed something and he thought it was it for a second and then kim cut it off like <sighs> i think that kim and parker have way better chemistry they do i swear i swear she's like please don't tell, like we're not there yet but Kim, please don't sleep with everybody in the office or everybody in the office. I know we all live there, but come on. <laughs> but they do have him chemistry. I'm gonna keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> it was just uh, how, how everybody found out, and it was just like, yeah, it was in, later, in the office. Later episodes. And uh I do think that the banter between Tony and Jane is really fun. Oh. Do I distract you? You have no idea. <laughs> That's fun. And like when they're flirting in the court, yeah, and it's just like Tony's selling bigamy like it's the most romantic thing since Michael Blue <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, and then so Stacy, she's invented this thing called the envelope, but it turns out that it's already it's, it already exists called the sun sleeve. So she sent a cease and desist, and uh, then we have parker and kim getting drinks together and tony and jane finally get together they do yeah. yes so that's all fun and uh i i would give this one i think the cases are both pretty good uh, in this one um so i'd give this one like a seven i think it's right in the middle i was gonna give it an eight because how out and also you know towards the end of the cases we find out it was you know one like the wife versus the husband case there was a third wife oh yeah baby. and then also the father selling the was trying to sell yes. the baby for 100k and that'd be happening in real life oh my gosh so like we're no wonder we're on lifetime <laughs> <laughs> this is some drama you guys uh-huh. okay so then the next episode is called home and away and this one is uh jane oh wait this one is in spanish why 
the summary since <laughs> we're not going to read Spanish, guys. Um, but I have a do have a synopsis for it if you want me to read it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so basically, um, Jane and Troy, uh, Tony's relationship is threatened by his new job in Washington. Jane helps Terry's cousin uh, remain uh, remain in town, believing that it was an easy, it was a, it will be easy case. However, there's something about that neither Jane or um, Terry knows. Mm-hmm. Parker and Kim decide to take their relationship further. Grayson decides to sell his house he once shared with Deb while he's working on a case where a woman punches her daughter her punch yeah punched her daughter's coach to take yeah off the team the case takes an interesting turn after jane slash deb reveals to stacy that she once dated the coach yes and we also have terry's nephew that's gonna get is getting deported and so they're working to try to stop that as well and i i what do you think of the whole cauliflower flower trail oh my god <laughs> she's like well, you understand i still want roses for valentine's that part. oh can we can, can we talk about the beginning of the episode where she's cooking yeah and just happy and just glowing and facing like <laughs> what's going on you talk about that that her and like you know tony they did yeah stuff like that but let's talk about it because last season she said about i don't know if jane's a virgin or not like she yeah. questioned this and then when she talked to her um her then husband um saying like no we had a great time and um you know you know on our honeymoon da, 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 you know tahoe like look you were good and she's like wait i was good and when she said no i was good no jane's good we both were good <laughs> I was like, yes, because big girls, we get it done in the bed. I'm just yeah, saying. That's right. That's right. And uh, I, again, I thought that Tony and Jane had such nice chemistry oh. and that was such a cute scene because <laughs> I hate was. cauliflower. I'm not a fan. And, uh, and, but the, uh, that's, that's, it's she not a vegetable, it's a it. flower, all this <laughs> kind of thing. It was cute. It was really cute. I still want roses. <laughs> okay. Or chocolate something. Yeah. And so then you also have uh, the, you have Fred that uh, there's, Parker has an assistant. So he started flirting kind of with the assistant and, um, and they doesn't realize that the assistant is gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so anyway, they go back and forth and um and it turns out that he just wants to be f- the the dave uh is like i have a partner <laughs> i i know i'm not interested in you in that way yeah. <laughs> so they could just go karaoke and have fun and this was fun fred singing baby i need your loving oh <laughs> i know yeah. you i'm like go ahead yeah and so then we get this whole thing with terry uh so she's arrested for unpaid park tickets yep and she needs bail so uh then that makes jane have to leave tony to help terry and uh and then uh that's how they find out that her nephew has been here since a baby but never actually had citizenship so they want to deport him uh and her was that her mother or her aunt no that that's her that's her mom that's her that's mom. terry's mom okay. because um uh, edward is um terry's cousin and that's um terry's uh mom is edward's um i thought it was her nephew no 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 that no um terry's mom 
is uh, Edward's um, nephew because this because uh, Edward's mom is um, Terry's mom's sister. So they're yeah. So Edward and Terry's mom are sisters. Yeah. So basically, yeah. basically, so basically, raised Edward um, as like their like you know that's Terry's like um, cousin. Oh, I see cousin. what you're saying. Yeah, so it's a cousin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I feel like with me, like I was raised with like my uh, my mom's younger sister with my little cousin and. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were basically like cousins but we were like siblings at the same time yeah <clears throat> excuse me um and so then we have uh we have stacy sneaking into grayson's house because <laughs> uh she's uh trying to find this uh this scrapbook that has the picture of deb with this married guy yes and, yeah and there's this coach uh that the coach he's a real jerk um and uh the little girl says the coach told me i sucked in front of all my friends and grace says sometimes it's the coach that sucks it sure do it really do because some coaches be having that win-win mentality or they just put in their playing favors like my kid's gonna be it because i'm coaching like that's not how you develop kids at mm-hmm. all like you teach them at a young age like you know that you are you know you can't play that you can't do that not encouraging not uplifting and you wonder why kids participate or want to grow and be human beings like yeah yeah it's i especially when you're like this is like not even high school i mean it's just children it's it it's one thing if they're like uh i don't know older i guess Mm -hmm. but it's still that kind of mentality of uh of like tough love is not proven to be very effective um so yeah and then we find out that tony has to go to washington dc he wants her to come with him but then she tells him that she can't and so that's a bummer and she ends up meeting uh grayson for for drinks Mm -hmm. and he says i decided not to sell and they they're able to free uh edwards uh because they find out that his father was North Korean. So they're able to file for asylum. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this was a pretty good episode. I would say, I mean, I, the only thing was a bummer about Tony leaving because there's the first part was so fun. They were so cute together. And then um, also let's be known that, um, that cave of the coach did get dropped because he mm-hmm. lied because the picture was very important to get um from Grayson's house out of um Deb's scrapbook because they dated not only oh yeah yeah him, they um he had an accident aspect yeah he lied he about the neck injury mm-hmm. they lied mm-hmm. about the neck injury so that case was dropped yeah he's yeah. resigning it is what it is y'all <laughs> and then we get Parker kissing Kim in this episode too I know so it's, I would it's get... been leading up to this too guys it's been leading yeah up. So coffee. I would give this one like a 7.5. Me too, 7.5, because this is a lot of is going on, but I'm still heartbroken over Tony and Jane. Like I know. They will be, be together forever. <laughs> Maybe one day they'll come back, but I don't know. You know, you know how shows go. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why they couldn't have had him uh for longer. I mean, it's hard because they want to introduce love interest for Jane, but they don't want it to be uh anything that will really threaten uh that will threaten grayson because that's obviously i asked um i asked josh was was there ever a time when they really were thinking about doing jane and owen 
because that mm-hmm. later on in I think season four, oh, uh, yeah. they that the like there's Team Owen, Team Grayson, and uh, he said that that he wanted the writers to he he never told the writers he wanted them to feel like it was possible, but that he always wanted. Not only did he always want Jane to end up with Grayson, but he wanted Jane to end up with Grayson in another body, which is how it ends. So uh, they did it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So let's keep going. We've still got so many. I know, right? We got to keep going. It's long. Okay. Then we have uh, episode five, Sentimental Journey. And this one is when Jane's mother is unexpectedly arrested, Jane must represent her in court before Judge Summers and reconnect with the father she has never known to help her mom. Meanwhile, things between Parker and Kim heat up and Grayson gets heavily invested in a case involving a Ponzi scheme. Terry attempts to help Fred with driving and dating. So yeah. <laughs> the driving was hilarious. It really was like right well terry why did you take him not into a school parking lot what on the road this is how you, this is how you put the drive you put it like take your middle finger up at all the drivers and keep going like terry yeah yeah i mean i was i struggled to learn how to drive it was difficult for me and so i definitely could connect with you know what let me tell you guys my, let me tell you about my story of driving so my uncle, um, he was actually a, tr- a truck driver. So he taught me how to drive. So I remember one day I'm practicing driving this to school and as it was an accident. So they're all like, you know, the little fire the sticks around and stuff like that, lying the way. I was literally like, I don't want to drive through it. I'm scared. I might pop the top. I'm scared. And then after getting through it, I just had to the two minutes outside of school and just cried in the car. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to do this ever again. <laughs> yeah, I was terrified. Um well, yeah, those those scenes are are hilarious. Very well done. So you have Kelly Martin coming to Grayson because she was in this Ponzi scheme and it makes him very upset. And Jane is really shocked because he, she's never seen him really lose his temper before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and she finds out that I guess his actual birth father uh, was a left the family because he was so humiliated by this Ponzi scheme that he was in. And of course we have, and it's fun to see Kelly Martin in this Yes, a Hallmark star. <laughs> and, uh, and the thing is, is that I think actually the, the ending result of this case with her getting her money back because of the, because of the girlfriend who had the, the life insurance or something like that. Yes. I don't think that that would actually be allowed Happy. because I yeah. think that every single person who had been victimized by this guy would say, Hey, why does she get it? But we don't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, what's special about her? So I, I don't think that, I think at the very best, they could have that and all split it amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that she would really be able to get it back. But exactly. for the sake of the show, it, they do. <laughs> that part yes yes and then um let's see also learning about um jane's mom having a um disorder a bipolar yes yeah and that was really interesting because she was a lot in this episode i got really was compared to like the first time we met her yeah Uh, yes and i did think there were some funny lines though like you know you're a winter and 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 (laughs) i know (laughs) and oh and then she's 
see in the jail cell. I'm like, Jane's mom is really off the hook without her medication. Hello. Hello. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And we have a podcast called One Kiss Means Forever. Do you love made-for-TV rom-coms? Are you obsessed with Hallmark and all the Hallmark-inspired copycats that have come out on other platforms like Netflix? And while being obsessed, do you know that these are not what one might call quality films? <laughs> if so, come listen to our podcast. Each episode, we discuss one movie that did not have a theatrical release and always ends in a happily ever after. And how do we know it will end in a happily ever after? Because one kiss means forever, of course. So join us as we deep dive into each movie for about 45 minutes. Episodes drop every other Thursday, except during the very elongated Hallmark Christmas season when we join the Christmas craze and go weekly for about two and a half months. Bye! Bye. Yeah, she was a lot. She was a lot to deal with. And you understand why Jane's going to see her dad. Um, the mom takes the psychological exam. She wants to leave and she says, this is not optional. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and cause she's like, wa- she's in- singing, walking on sunshine and in fountains and mall and things like yeah. that. She's really, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's also, there's also this case all the time is about, you know, especially for Jane too. Well, Deb as well, that, um, so this is the family that you have, like either mm-hmm. born into it or you got adopted into this family. Because even the even the judge, Rosie O'Donnell's character, even said, like, you never want talked about like oh, your family with me. Like, like Rosie's dad was outgoing. Yeah. 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 And we also have uh that um we have uh, we have Fred flirting with the police officer. <laughs> That's really funny. You know, like so I like a man who's honest, but Fred was very, very too honest. <laughs> he goes got the hot cop, and uh, and then he says, "I we could go out, we can have fun, but he's the, I just want you to know I'm in love with someone else." Um, I did laugh at the. Uh, <laughs> I forget who was was it Stacy who says they they say that Maya Angelou is not a resort in Mexico. Yes, that. yeah, that was really funny. I was like, oh lord, <laughs> that was funny. Um, Parker has a dream sequence in this one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then you have. Um, uh that like yeah there's the conflict between jane's mom and dad he says that the dad cheated on her and it turns out he didn't cheat on her mm-hmm. um he says that i will i will supervise her and she finally admits i know you didn't cheat on me um uh, and uh anyway so it's a lot of drama <laughs> <laughs> and then she ends up jane ends up eating sundays with judd summers yes I love it in a day like that at a court. Like, cute. I'm going to eat Sundays in the chamber with the judge. He's my mm. friend. <laughs> yeah. So this one, I would give a eight. I definitely give it eight as well. It, ha- it was yeah. very strong. And just the journey of understanding family and what you have. And, you know, 
yeah so what you want <laughs> so then the next episode is begin again and it's yes. jane helps grayson defend one of the singers of a famous pop duo and they decide to team up with the lawyer defending the duo's other accused star an attractive woman named vanessa but when grayson and vanessa hit it off both in and out of the courtroom jane will have to keep her mind on the trial despite feeling like the third wheel Parker and Kim agree to help a bed and breakfast owner when the inn receives an excessively negative review that they suspect may not, not be impartial. Fred flaunts his new dating life in hopes of getting Stacey's attention and making her jealous. So yeah, this one, I like parts of it. I like, uh, the, uh, I like the Fred part is funny with the fake basically fake girlfriend and i like that i like this the parker the review case better than the um pop diva case um i think i mean it's just because i am a critic it, it hits home <laughs> this, <laughs> you know what the, the, i'm not gonna lie those pop girls they did remind me of uh ali and aj so i was like why they remind me of ali and aj off of like disney channel i'm sitting here like yeah they really definitely would give you some nods to like pop culture in these like episodes throughout the like the whole entire series runs of different people i'm like this is creepy i just <laughs> felt like it strained credibility how much they lied you yeah, know they, they lie about where they were at they lie about they uh, they got some like, time for that yeah they lie uh, so our alibis alibis lie the um uh the assistant uh like so, i don't understand why they felt the need to lie so much when you have this other clear suspect who has motivation um, and the, their lies only made things worse, uh, oh, for their case, made them look more guilty, but, yeah. uh, but it was fun to see, um, uh, crazy and Jane working together. Cause remember yeah. the last time it pulled to happen, Kim, like she was so upset. I remember, I remember that last, last season where she wore her red outfit. She was ready to the nine to work with Grayson. And then Kim swooped in like no I'm, I'm second chair but now mm -hmm. she has to work with Grayson <laughs> what do you think of Vanessa are you a fan of hers Vanessa Vanessa the sister lawyer you know what she's yeah, like the, she's the opposite so Grayson of, Grayson dates her for a couple yes no, Jamie Ray Newman per se she's opposite of Kim for short but she's more like a heart kind of like a hard a harder what's the word not hard dater though but she has like her mind made up on the 50 like she's like you know up there i don't know mm -hmm. yeah i mean she's fine she does the job yeah uh, that she needs to but do she, but, she, but she but she ain't dead or jane but you know. no <laughs> yeah this one is i would say it's one of the um lower episodes just because i don't think the cases are as good i um, did I, like the i did like the um the bread and breakfast one because we found some tea about uh about parker because honey yeah that's got true. shot detective parker out of this randomness mm -hmm. some, well and that he's skeleton. been there so many times in the last like 11 times right like uh, did she need to come there yet mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i i would give this a six it's gonna be a six for me too mm -hmm. 
Okay. So then next we have a mother's secret and this is, uh, let's find it. When Deb's mom, Bobby requests Jane's help in a legal matter, Jane discovers Bobby had secrets of her own while she takes on a case involving a lab technician who was accused of stealing lab secrets. Meanwhile, Kim and Grayson work on a custody case involving a dueling couples pet chimp. <laughs> Which I think the chimp is the highlight of this one. Would you agree? I love it. So funny. I do. I love this episode so much. Like both cases. I just love both cases, period. Yeah. Um, The chimp, it just might take me back to like watching all these videos back in class with anthropology, just like Mm -hmm. about chimpanzees and stuff. So just like, it just, it just, it just, it makes my heart sore. It was just like. You know, like the people, first of all, they're from all, they're fighting over, remember the cops came in talking about they were fighting over, I guess, like a domestic, you know, about a kid, but the kid was basically the chimpanzee. They were like, what am I? I mean, ju- judges make rulings in these, as, but you just think, what? But no, they just like, I have nothing else better to do on my other cases. This case is better. Like, yeah, yeah. now I understand judges where they ping on what cases <laughs> they take. Like, this case is not interesting. I got this case, but he's like, no, this case is, this case is going to be better. But it was really funny, Kim with, the, Kim with the chimp. That was really funny. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Kim like, <laughs> I mean, the chimp liked Kim. That was funny. People don't, every time, every time, he's a monkey, but a chimpanzee. I love it. Yes. Um, and so then we have this whole thing about uh, that there's this uh, woman, Samantha, who took the hard drive with all the formula for mm-hmm. this uh, nail polish that's rainbow nail polish. And uh, it turns out Bobby uh, is her birth mother that she placed uh, Samantha up for adoption. And so that makes Kim in the, I mean, it makes um that yeah. makes Jane in a tough place because she, it, you know, Deb's obviously feeling really conflicted about this because they've got this uh her mom has this new daughter basically in her life yeah it's like now deb's like i'm not the only child anymore like wait there's a child like before me and like Mm -hmm. and they kind of understand like i guess just like for her deb watching like her mom making like a amends or a redo because it's like she already lost she already gave up one daughter she already lost another one in a car accident and she's trying to reach out to her child of adoption to save her <laughs> yeah but that's really painful for for deb you know to see her mom getting a new daughter and so i thought that was all effective and you have uh robin gibbons playing the head of the rainbow cosmetics and there's evidently this guy okay. mr trilling robin. yeah mr trilling is like a motivational speaker too yes and so he has five uh five keys to a happy life or something like that and she works that into the code for the nail polish mm-hmm. yeah the formula but yeah right. but these actors they, they were giving this episode these actors they were just on mm-hmm. point this, this episode like man and i know that i'm like you know it was cool because how like in a way even though like deb deb and samantha never met they were actually similar in a way, like you know, she did nail polish, you know, using her like her oh, that's true. And then, like, point. and then, um, Bobby's like, Dad would have loved that. And then, there was like, I know I would, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so they end up 
Mr. Trilling fires Robin Givens, hires Samantha. Yep. And uh, they end up winning. And then the lady ends up giving Sonny the chimp back to the man who taught him sign language and everything, her ex. So that was all very sweet. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh and then to make her laugh because she could have Sonny laugh. That was it. Mm-hmm. Like Sonny learned new sign language. Like he was like Sonny was was a dude right there. Sonny mm-hmm. was that chimp. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Parker is having problems with when Grayson and Kim work together and Kim's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Someone's jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then Bobby and Samantha come and uh, pick up Jane to to go out. So celebrate. No, it was so cute because she was like, feeling left okay. out. Because mm-hmm. she wanted that relationship too. Like, you know, if she would actually Deb Deb like to be there, mm-hmm. you know, with this family unison. But it's just like, you know, at least, you know, even though Deb passed away per se, but she's Jane now, Bobby's starting to have like another, I guess, another new relationship with her or with her older daughter yeah she yeah. never got new and they're starting that relationship you know mm-hmm. and i was like no after this i don't want nothing to do you but then after time goes on like yeah mm-hmm. yeah so then we have uh, a really great episode queen of mean this is episode eight. Oh, we didn't and- rank our last episode though oh yeah sorry um i give this one in mother's secret I give this one a 7.5. I'll then do 8.5 because mm-hmm. it, it is just, a pretty fun one. It is. Yeah. So next episode, the queen of mean is great. I love this episode and <laughs> <laughs> we have, oh. uh, it's, uh, Jane meets the queen of mean when she represents designer Ellie Tannen, who is trying to stop the publication of a tell all book by her former assistant. Jane also decides to get back in the dating game. And if it's Hank, the bailiff to a dinner party, Kim and Grayson represent a transgender woman who's feuding with her in laws over her partner's property. A lot going on in this episode, this, but this episode right here is top tier for me. Yeah. It's <laughs> really good. I mean, to have, uh, to have, uh Sybil Shepherd playing the Queen of Mean is great. Yes. I mean, because she had played Martha Stewart on a bunch of TV movies. Yes. And so I think and this is obviously also kind of you've got your Devil Wears Prada kind of mm-hmm. thing with um, I think it's Miranda Winters is her name. Mm-hmm. Uh the head of um Vogue, I think it is. Anyway, Anna Winters. Anna Winters, that's her name. Anna Winters. Anyway. So it starts out that Jane has the Ellie Tannen scarf and this woman, Ellie, she hates the word no. And, uh, she is, she wants to publish, she wants to stop publication of this book. And uh, I think they did a pretty good job of, uh, of it coming out that, um, that, that Ellie was using uh yes. was using jane and the case and the the lawsuit was a big publicity stunt it sure <laughs> was i was like man yeah it was good we also get grayson he only does origami when he's stressed evidently <laughs> <laughs> so he gives jane this uh this piece of origami and so it's cute and um so did. Mm-hmm. Her case. 
And then Jane invites Hank to the dinner party. It turns oh. out Hank has a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> and by so the way, you guys, I know her name is Jasmine, but it was not me, Jasmine. It was Jasmine, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Yeah, Hank brings girlfriend Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> and Jasmine is court court recorder. And yes. they were like, why do we need those anymore when we have video audio you know like we have so many ways she to, went off <laughs> yeah and she's like what are you just demeaning my my work and she's like oh no <laughs> i don't know the whole thing was really good it was very well done yeah uh, mind you mind the setup is crazy you guys when you watch this episode you're sitting here like oh my gosh this is mm-hmm. this is a great popcorn like you know it will be like a double date but then it wasn't like they're I'm like wow yeah <laughs> only stacy <laughs> And so then we also have, uh, we've got this woman, Dawn, who uh, is, as she like audited design school, she barely, uh, she didn't even like graduate, but she's claiming all this stuff with Ellie and this, when they find out it was just a big publicity stunt mm-hmm. and uh, the publisher, and- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. her character yeah. remind me of when she tried to get that job, remind me of um, Christina Applegate's character and don't tell mom they said that when she did her her resume up to the team got that job and stuff but she you know she wanted to be in fashion but this one was like a total twist on it yeah and that so that dawn she claims dawn is the mean one that's the one that's using them and they they able they talk to the judge and uh and then they make it so that she's fined uh 28 for every book that she sells and uh, so that would be no profit and uh in the end, Ellie gives Jane the scarf. And uh, and then we also have the story of this transgendered woman uh, mm-hmm. that uh, is trying to uh, keep the home that she had with her um, wife. And uh, that she started their marriage As a before she transitioned. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so the parents aren't allowing it. And I thought this was all done really well, especially considering yeah. if you think of 2010, not as, you know, I think as accepting or as understanding as it is now, mm-hmm. um, Candace Kane is the actress. She did a great job. Uh, and, uh, I thought this was just all well done when the, when the father comes in and, you know, says that he's sorry and gives her the pocket watch. It was all very, very well done. I thought. Yes, it was definitely well done. And especially how her character wanted Grayson to go, don't use like our message to get like, because I was a man first, like find something else around until Jane popped up that case. And, you know, yeah. you know, talk about it because they were a man to man because it won't like, but, you know, it was just well done in my opinion. And then mm-hmm. directly like the, the common ground with the father and her it just because it was basically mostly the mom it was just the husband going with everything because you know he was upset yeah yeah he apologizes for his wife Mm -hmm. and uh and then uh jane tells ellie says you don't need to be so mean (laughs) (laughs) and uh and then this is when uh fred interrupts her she's just about to tell grayson yes stops fred he says he has to love you for who you are now. Mm. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that I don't know. She can tell, evidently tell Stacy. She can tell other people, but she can't tell Grayson. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was a good scene. That was a very good scene. So this one's a really good episode. I would give this one a nine. 
definitely think everything nine. works. Yeah. All right. So then we have uh, episode nine, last year's model. And this one, one sec. Um, last year's model, Jane brings in an age discrimination case only to have Parker handed over to Kim. Grayson takes on a real estate case where his clients claim their house is haunted and gets closer to Vanessa. Fred decides to help Stacy with her money woes by hiring her to serve divorce papers. It's another really strong episode. I would yes. say, I think everything with Grayson and the ghosts is really good oh my goodness yes mm-hmm. that episode was definitely yes it's definitely up there it's top tier up there with me too it's just mm-hmm. from this discrimination case up until like racing in this house because come on like, so he sees deb and they like have a full-on yes. conversation with deb and find they find out that the house uh, I had a had mold, toxic mold, and that's what caused the hallucination. But then he asks them. He says he asks the doctor, "Can it does it usually take a while being exposed to the mold to cause hallucinations?" Mm-hmm. And they said, "Yes, but not always." Mm-hmm. So it makes them start to wonder. And uh, and yeah, then you have this little plot of of Fred hiring Stacy to serve the divorce papers for this couple. Uh, they'd only been married six weeks. And every time they go to try to serve, uh, she, she puts on the sop story. And so they have a hard time doing it. Oh my um, and it turns out he's a total jerk. He is. Yeah. The husband. Um, and so they finally, uh, finally serve the papers. She's like, <laughs> fine. Um, papers she wanted to make things as difficult for the husband as possible. So mm-hmm. why she did that. Um, we also have uh, Kim shushing Jane yeah. in, in court. So there's this 34-year-old woman suing for age discrimination because she works for a pharmaceutical company and you know they want young, hot girls selling to the doctors and things like that. And there is some truth to that. They do have those. Yeah, and, it is you know. true. Like, especially depending on which... Um, or company that you work for they want you to be young they want you to be you know done right kind of remind me of the um last um uh, season episode where um where the uh, mom was um either like discriminated because of her weight oh yeah yeah that's the second episode of the whole show mm-hmm. yeah yeah and uh and so then we have uh the jane finds out about parker and kim uh she sees them she storms in <gasps> and she's uh, the he says what are you doing and we also have jasmine guy being a judge in this episode yes. which is really fun to see Give her up to queen jasmine guy why well, is always jasmine every mostly every, every episode but yeah <laughs> but no like jasmine guy she's an icon when it comes to movies and tv shows like from yeah, like so from a different world TV she was she had her yeah. um a christmas movie last year the uh wesley christmas movie yeah. last year so she's been doing and that was probably the best movie on on BT. I was I struggled. I have to admit with most of their movies, but that was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good one. I think they're working on part two. Yeah, <laughs> are they? Okay, okay. I think I saw them on part two. So, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they they find out that this house is on the haunted house registry, and so he's and Grayson says in court that he saw a ghost, and uh, and then. Uh, Vanessa talks to Grayson about it and, uh, 
the the probably one of the best moments of the whole episode was when they're they're they claim that the average woman wouldn't want to um uh wouldn't want to uh when that what is it they say um with the uh the age discrimination case okay. and they and so jane she's like i don't know what to do um that the average one wouldn't be able to relate to this woman anyway and uh and she just finds this woman eating a sandwich in the court <laughs> she's like you look like an, an average woman Random. will you testify <laughs> Is this like a loud? She's not on the restaurant like shoot. The judge allowed yeah. issue like this. yeah. <laughs> the judges are very, very, very forgiving. And they, they are. Show. They are. Uh, so but like, but I'm glad like she spoke from like an average woman who's like in that position. Like, in the same. Yeah. So yeah. They, sometimes have like their. You know, yeah. Their so once they find the toxic mold, they're able to make a deal with the bank. And, uh, and then they also get a deal for Charlotte after the, uh, sandwich eating lady <laughs> testifies. <laughs> uh, and, uh, then Stacy invites Fred for dinner and Grayson tells Jane about Deb and more about, they have this whole conversation about seeing Deb. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this one's, I think pretty good episode, especially all the Grayson Deb stuff's really oh, good. Yeah. So I would say 8.5. Definitely. I'm going to do this at eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Episode 10. Uh, we have Will and Grayson. This is Jane <laughs> defends a fugitive cop against theft charges meant to derail his investigation into corruption on the force. So we have uh, Jane being honored uh, and this uh, for this community service award and this woman stands up and says you're a homewrecker and so they're trying to figure out what is happening and we get a hallmark honk here and yes. elliot yes not only was elliot on lifetime you guys he also was in strong medicine like come on yeah. well and like- he was on unreal see too so yeah so we so- definitely need to talk about on <laughs> at first she thinks too. that this is the lover but it turns out, no, he just came to her for legal help. Uh, and, uh, and so they, uh, um, they're trying to find the, um, uh, they're trying to find the information about, um, to vindicate this, they've got Hope Prentice and this guy, um, uh, and she finds the, cause, cause Stacy has been watching all her old Hollywood movies that Jane had. Mm-hmm. from here to eternity things like that and she finds the um cd recording from todd prentice uh in the cd i mean the dvd mm-hmm. so that's why they're able to to make it all work and um but uh but actually the recording is is deemed inadmissible and uh and then um they wired uh, him to get some more information at the oh yeah 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 that um then you have that vindicates uh, todd and the other officers are arrested so and uh they also have this whole thing of this uh factory being moved to mexico 
and uh, they say that does she do they have a deal with the city um and we get another hallmark star in in this with john brotherton playing the the big bean boss who's moving yes so that was fun to see him um we have fred making this recruitment video <laughs> that was fun <laughs> for the, the only kill we never want really to see this ever mm-hmm. yeah and uh and then yeah so uh kim doesn't doesn't like the video <laughs> and at the end they're watching heaven can wait which is a movie about somebody who comes down in another body so it's like a perfect movie for uh for this um for the show uh but yeah i think this one's pretty fun i would give it um 7.5 i was gonna do 8.5 because i'm not even gonna lie when when the when the wife you know the everything you know reconciled and she thinks jane jane for what you know getting her husband off and everything i yeah, really was... thought jane's out here creeping for real yeah. I, was not, I was like you did wonder <laughs> i did come on come on jane have all these skeletons in our closet like the real jane so i want to know more and the fact that it happened <laughs> i'm like who would you do i'm like were you trying to be your cases that way since before dead on your body like let me know what's going on <laughs> yeah okay then we had good grief and this is jane and grayson take on a case involving a grieving man coping with the loss of his wife by dressing as a clown parker and kim represent a producer who is being sued by one of the participants on a reality show which leads kim to question her own dating situation with parker fred finally decides to tell stacy how he feels about her so this is a pretty good episode. You have Barry Watson playing this man who's dressing up like a clown. Uh, and because uh, he is grieving so much and he was pretty annoying. I mean, when he blows that horn and and it disrupts the judge and uh, Jane is struggling. But I think it was kind of brilliant that uh, they, you know, you've had this building up of um, tension between Grayson and Jane and so you have these stories that uh are that these cases they're all about grieving and loss and when they take off the makeup of it was a really good moment I thought it was very sweet I actually enjoyed I actually love this episode because it's the fact that you have this man grieving and Grayson even said that like you cannot even employers like you cannot have a time limit on grief people grieve yes you're not able to do it in the workplace though but he lost someone like anybody else they lost someone like, yeah and not only that he feels like it was his fault yeah because he didn't get the i'm supposed to get and he blames himself so he's using the i feel like the clown's kind of like a mechanism kind of like a, like a mining situation of like you know i'm putting yeah. on this show for you guys like i'm trying to be all cheerful deep down i am sad deep down i am hurt i don't know how to move on and grace not about like this like the steps to healing of grieving like you don't know what stage anybody's at in their grieving process yeah and i thought this was a great way also for grace and also for deb because in mm-hmm. a sense deb is still grieving her whole life at the end of the day yeah and for them to be working on this case together i think yes. that it it makes them bond and they're building up this romantic tension between the two between jane and grayson uh and uh and then you also have uh this reality show thing 
and uh, and you have uh, Kim being uh, put on. And this, it was kind of brilliant that they got Jake Pavelka, who was on The Bachelor, yes, uh, to to play this role because I, I think he was kind. I don't follow The Bachelor that much, but I feel mm-hmm. like he was kind of a not liked Bachelor. No, yeah, <laughs> that's what I heard. No. So it was like perfect for him to play this role. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, what you have is this: you have this girl Wendy who ended up being known as Weeping Wendy. And, uh, and it all came down because AJ, the producer didn't want her to end up with this jerk, Jake, whatever his name, Tony or whatever his name was. I can't remember his name, but, um, and, (laughs) uh, but, uh, so he was the one who made her weeping Wendy because he knew that then this Jake guy wouldn't pick her. And mm-hmm. so he was trying to do it to kind of protect her. And he says that I, you know, that I was in love. I was trying to protect her from jerk Jake. Um, and I, I thought that was all fun. It was you sweet. Know, you gotta get the ratings up. Cause even Kim watched the show. I'm like, mm, that's your guilty pleasure. And then she got mad like, yeah, cause someone doesn't lean them off my Toby. Toby. So I'm jerk yes. Toby. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they want to get the ratings up. So weeping Wendy and everything, but also he didn't want her to pick. He didn't want Toby to pick her. And also the fact that he was falling for her too. Yeah. That's why he didn't want her to pick her, pick him. Yeah. And, uh, they didn't want him to pick her. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. Um, and then we have, uh, Stacy, um, uh meets this guy charlie and uh and so then fred defends defends her and the guy's like what looks like you you don't need talent and fred gets upset and uh, and then they kiss so we're building up that relationship Mm -hmm. it's pretty cute uh and wendy and aj are gonna get back together and uh parker and kim going away for the weekend uh so that's all it because because at the beginning of the episode that parker used to date this lady in hr mm-hmm. don't talk yes. so uh so going off too, that like, worries kim like that's why i like it me? she's i like it that she's not this one-dimensional character mm-hmm. she has she grows and changes yes and yeah. then she did question like what happens what happens to me if we break up like are you gonna know yeah. your hr girl i'm like okay but then in the office <laughs> <on> the floor. <laughs> yeah i think this is a, a good episode i uh, give this one 8.5 8.5 as well mm-hmm. okay then we have bad girls and this one is uh it's jane represents a young girl who is being cyber bullied by a popular girl in school parker's old partner in the firm claire harrison returns to enlist his help in her divorce but kim takes the reins on the case only discover claire wants much more than a settlement grayson moves to the next level when he meets vanessa's parents so this one is not my favorite i don't really love having harrison back claire back um, and I feel like Parker, they need to keep him somewhat likable. So the fact he kisses her is super lame. And, uh, and then, um, you know, we have this whole thing with Grayson meeting Vanessa's parents and he gets kind of freaked out and, uh, you know, he says, I was never scared, 
by um by my relationship with deb and then jane's like uh yeah you were um <laughs> that flashback by the way <laughs> yeah and uh and then we have uh let's see here we've got this whole case between this girl who's being cyber bullied uh by this other girl and it turns out like she had taken actually taken the pictures at a certain point so it ends up being more a case of the mothers being at each other's throats than even the kids the two girls it i'm not gonna lie it's, it, 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 during that time period that that's when cyberbullying really started to hit because i never i think during that time cyberbullying about maybe tells around eight nine ish around that time period i remember my myspace days were mm-hmm. i'll be the bullet boys on the side like oh there's drama happening around school or whoever whoever but it definitely between that time period 2010 up to now cyberbullying has been in laws now it has been trying to like you know yeah. but the mom really was like that one person who like uh, the bully mom she was the ultimate bully in this case because you allow your daughter like you didn't even check your daughter you're like i have to take her down though but you're so mad about how the mm-hmm. victim was trying to get her friends to testify but then your daughter's like manipulating them or threatening them but then you take it upon yourself to like you know i'm taking that further now you're evolving yourself being that bully and how you want to rest up your how you want to yourself and that's how you're, that's what your child sees basically at the end of the day your child sees you being a bully they're gonna they're gonna copy doing and the fact that you're doing this also bullying a child on cyber yeah that that happens to a lot of parents are doing this and it need to come yeah, up yeah and like, i i feel like kids are so resilient these days i mean obviously there are some that that are really really impacted but i just remember uh when the movie do you ever see the duff movie the duff i don't think i've seen that movie i mean it's, like, <laughs> it's like a cute like high school rom-com whatever but the kid that both of the actors are way too old to be playing teenagers but of whatever is good enough and in this movie there's this whole scene where she gets like shamed by everybody in and she gets uh, everybody in the high school knows like something embarrassing about her and uh and she it was just interesting to me because the attitude of the movie was like yeah it happens to everybody everybody gets cyber bullet at one point everybody gets cyber shamed at one point just don't let it get to you it was the attitude of the movie and i i remember talking to my sister who's 18 years younger than me uh at the time about that and i was like is that true do people just kind of like yeah it's your turn <laughs> it happens to everybody is that kind of the attitude and she was like yeah basically you just kind of it's gonna happen you know and and i remember reading something about how the like kids have to deal teens have to deal with everybody that they know having enough camera around them all the time Ooh. and i never really thought about that until it, i never really thought about that but how stressful that would be i mean i remember my best friend in high school she uh, walked through senior hallway with her skirt tucked into her backpack so everybody saw her her underwear right and it was like super embarrassing but it was like one minute and now like that that would be all over Instagram yes. and Facebook and it's everywhere. Not- and it would never leave. And she, you know, it just, it's so different now than what it was. It, it really, I don't know. It's I'm, interesting. So I think what, what ranked it up more about it being like cyberbullying is more of like you're adding in, um, what was it? Um, sexing into it now. Cause yeah, that too. I remember, yeah. I remember it was a side picture. You're in the bathroom, like cute, but like, you know, 
that's when I was, that's why I was a lifetime movie. That's where it was. <laughs> but oh, yeah, yeah like that's when that's when took it where it went from cyberbullying to sexting and with pictures, yeah. texting. And now you're having a parent Oof. doing it. Now you're now you now you're being a and this and blog, that- it's called Matitude. Yes. And uh and the it's Abby, she took this the selfie herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what surprises Jane and the mom. And um, then we have this whole thing with Claire and her divorce. And it turns out that she's committed fraud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and Kim kind of figures that out. Um, with, uh, with, with, uh, with Fred's help remember with Fred's help. Yeah. And they, they had, yes. Uh, and then they have a hundred K to pay off this prostitute and uh, it's it just gets really messy yes and i feel like that was the catalyst that hit at the next episode yeah besides the kissing yeah. parker crap and you know and, yeah i guess claire kisses and, and parker in this it. episode not the last one yeah i swear yeah. i swear all everybody kissing people i swear it happens <laughs> every time they right happened with uh parker and uh camp then it happened with like with, with grayson and camp now with claire and parker i'm like yeah yeah you're yeah you're at the right place at the right time with all yeah. this team but, but fred no. but you're right fred figures out that claire was the blackmailer all along mm-hmm. and uh she's she has she has more up her sleeve than we anticipate what she's going to yeah. be doing so then i also really loved the scene between fred and stacy and fred says we kissed and that meant something to me but maybe it didn't mean anything to you that was a really good scene i thought mm, yes yeah We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. And we find out that, uh, that Grayson... Uh, talks to to Jane about um about you know oh there were no problems with me and Deb and she's like um uh that there's that whole scene with Deb uh, getting uh giving away Grayson's sweater mm-hmm. yeah and uh and Grayson tells Jane that they broke up with he broke up with Vanessa and you just want them to just like kiss already (laughs) like come on like they really do stretch it out oh they really do um but yeah this one's pretty good i would give this one um, uh i would give this one a seven i want to do eight Mm -hmm. okay last episode of the season (laughs) we did a 
freeze the day. Yes, and we're finally here. With Claire <laughs> Harrison easing her way back into the firm, she partners with Kim on a case but proves she will stop at nothing to win, including pitting Kim's insecurities about Parker against her. Meanwhile, Stacy books a fancy feast commercial and Fred has to hide his jealousy when she has to kiss her pretend husband. Jane and Grayson take on a case involving a woman who wants to be cryogenically frozen, which leads them both to think about the passing of Deb and leads to a series of events that could change Jane and Grayson's lives forever. So this is a pretty good finale. I really enjoyed it. I mean, this whole plot with Glory Rubin, though, of of wanting to uh, be be legally allowed to basically commit suicide and the fact the judge agrees we've got to pro there's nothing like progress or whatever like it was ridiculous but but uh but it, you know it turns out that like they're supportive of her when they think she has this disease uh but when they find out that she just is grieving uh that's when it's really hard you know for uh i mean the whole thing is ridiculous, but I love Gloria Rubin. I think she's amazing. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. This, I'm not gonna lie, this whole episode was definitely top tier. This is how, this is how you say in a season. Uh, yeah. Too, because everything between, um, yeah, especially about how like she trying to, you know, all her research was supposed to be helping, you know, you know, with the disease that her husband had. Mm-hmm. But then Jane was like, or was Jane, Jane or Grace? And what I'm saying, like, what if you're the one that posted? Well, the husband died. I forget how the husband died. It, it, was, it, was, from... it was the same disease. That, it was the same. Was it the same disease that, that, that she claimed that she has? So they found out through um, records. Yeah. So it's hunting disease. Yes. And they, and I actually had a roommate whose father died of hunting disease and it is absolutely brutal mm. and it, it does go by genetics. And in the case of her family, uh, they all had tested and some of them wanted to find out some of them didn't want to find out because uh the results because if you find out and you are positive then it's gonna you can't live your life you know like you'd be panicking um but if you but then again you might find out that you don't have it but um uh but anyway that was hard for her to decide what to do but it is a brutal disease that you it's basically i think like kind of als where you just kind of you just kind of slowly your organs just shut down Mm -hmm. yeah and very painful very uh, terrible so the idea is is she says well i want to be frozen so that i'm at the state now where my brain is still active my you know that and, and then if i were able to get unfrozen then maybe i could come back or something like that okay um but then it turns out that it's not true that she uh she was just she just wanted to commit suicide you know what? This is not episode of Futurama where you can just get frozen in 1999, <laughs> you know, the year of our Lord, you know, 3000 and you, you're fried. Yeah. Cause her <laughs> husband is frozen. Yes. So, too, and living without him is too hard. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and so that's when, uh, so Grayson tries to talk to her and tell her, um, that, you know, that about grief and how hard it is and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have everything with Stacy and Fred. She's in this commercial uh, and the kissing and it, she just gets yeah, more and more see? jealous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, go outside. Why are you watching? 
<laughs> right now, now Fred's seeing her in action with on these like yeah. you know auditions and everything, and he does get a little jealous, you know. Like he's like, yeah. no, he's like, he's like telling the director, no, like he's not the right one. And it's like, fine, we're gonna find any eligible like actor to like the kiss believable. Yeah, and and then we also have this whole thing with Claire uh, that there's this she she ha- she she puts these butterflies in this area so it'll be claimed like environmental refuge which seems ridiculous because whoever did the report would know you could tell the difference between between butterflies that are there organically and ones that are just sort of yes. like that that wouldn't even pass um the 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 report but nevertheless they have the report and uh and then so they're going back and forth and uh then Jane tells Kim about Parker and Claire and the kiss. And so, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, remember, remember, Kim came to Jane for advice and then how Jane leaked it to uh, uh, anonymously about the um, the but the report and stuff. That's how they found out and got their report. Because remember, uh, Claire was pissed yeah. off at Kim. At Kim. Real tough. And, like, and then Kim confronts Parker Oh yeah, and uh, and uh, and Which so fired. Ooh. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, she got fired by Claire. It, everything just kept leveling yeah. up. After <laughs> one after that, I'm like, it was just I was just on like adrenaline at them. I'm like, everything was just happening in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. So yeah, Claire fires Kim, and uh, and then um, you have Parker confronting Claire, mm-hmm. and uh, and so then. Uh, we also have Fred saying that I will strap myself to the limo and scream, Stacy, don't do it up the coast. <laughs> <laughs> and Stacy says, Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, and uh, then Jane decides to tell Grayson who she is. Yes. Uh, and so that's like a big, obviously, a big moment. You see this whole scene uh, with Jane in wedding dress. <laughs> Paula Abdul. She was snatched. I'm gonna get, Brooke, you were snatched in that dress. I said what I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I didn't love about the dress is that I, it was like a, just a hair too short. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it would have looked better floor length going all the way down. It made it look a little too small for her, I think. But anyway, uh, it's just a dream. Uh, and so then Grayson asks Jane to be his best man and he's going to propose to Vanessa. Um, and so Jane storms off and Grayson gets hit by a car. That was shocking. Shocking. Yo, like that whole last like three minutes when like Grayson told Jane he wants to be her best man because he's going to propose to Vanessa, her heart broke because remember, he just told Jane like last season, I think with Stacey, something like that, that they, he's going to propose to um, Deb. Deb, yeah. And part of my now, it's one thing he, like, basically was with Kim that one time, but with Vanessa, he's going to propose because after he got over the fear of like, you know, me and the family and everything like that and, you know, me and the parents and everything, everything was smooth. It's just like, whoa. After realizing yeah. like, you know, that, you know, this is just supposed to be it. Yeah, I would have walked out too. I would have freaked out like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but then when Grayson got hit. Yes. Yo, and then he says, Deb. I, 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 I lost it. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> gee. Yeah. Like, yes. That, yeah. 
There was the a really way, good season Jay finale. Grayson, is this the way she did? She was like, it was just the most powerful. Brooke, you did that scene. She was like, Grayson. Like, it was just like, <laughs> you just watched the love of your life get hit by a car and you don't know if he's going to live or die. He's going to go to the clouds and hit the blood <laughs> or not. We don't know. And we're yeah. like, why? Yeah. And then he says, Deb. When he sees her he in that, like the fit, the maybe fog. because maybe how she did her voices, I don't know, but it was just like <laughs> you just saw the light, and just said Deb, like yeah. Y'all. So this is a really good finale. I really enjoyed it. the The Glory Rubin case is a little silly, but it kind of it does what you need it to do as far as motivating the characters and getting them to really think about grief and loss and everything. Um, so yeah, I give this one a nine. Yes, this is definitely nine point five for me. Like. Yeah. It's just, it was, it was just a roller coaster for me. It definitely was. And I can't wait to see what happens in season three because the past two seasons, we've been getting a lot of hallmarky representation in this because they are you know, working on other, you know, lifetime projects mm-hmm. during, during this time frame. But the fact that we get to, you know, see them in action, I want to have a, like, you know, like well, maybe, maybe the hallmarky can play a game with this. How many um, deaths of, of hallmarky leads have you seen in each season? Yeah. Let us yeah. know because well the I, I I asked Josh like what they would do if they were gonna have a reunion movie because the uh the movie I mean the show ends you know with her with Ian which is kind of it would be kind of weird to do it and he said I have an idea I've got it ready I can do it I'm like oh we need to make this happen <laughs> I'm bringing up Paul Mark please <laughs> if you can do it, it on would this be network so good please. like like just let us have this moment. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so fun. So anyway, well, let us know what you think of this season. Yes. What was your favorite episode? We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on Twitter and, uh, and what you think of this cliffhanger uh, and, uh, and what you would think if we got a reunion movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let I'm, us know yeah, all that in this. the description. Maybe, maybe I mean, a poll on, like, on the Hallmarky um, yeah. Twitter page. We didn't have a poll for this. And we also have new, our Hallmarky's Podcast Awards are up. So make sure you vote yes. now by uh, February 1st. And uh, so we have a link down for that in the, in the description. Check that out. And Jasmine, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Shereem16, S-H-R-E-E-M-1-6. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast at Homework's Pod and Homework's Podcast. Our Facebook is back. It's very exciting. <laughs> so please follow us there and all the rest on social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you're watching on YouTube, Please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that. And we also have our patron group and merch store. Check all of that out. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Yes, bye. <laughs>